This is The Defrag, I'm Christopher Lawson. Google's developer conference is happening right now. The annual I.O. event sees the company bring together its developer community to make new announcements and to share insights into how developers can utilize Google's latest technologies. Thanks to the pandemic, it's been three years since the last in-person I.O. event. And CEO Sundar Pichai was keen to use the keynote to announce some major new products. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. Let's actually make that welcome back. It's so great to be back in Shoreline Amphitheater after three years away. From new watches to phones, tablets, and advancements to Google's search engine, there's a lot to unpack. So let's start with what's happening behind the scenes, the tech that's actually driving the Google experience. I'm excited to show you how we are driving that mission forward in two key ways. By deepening our understanding of information so that we can turn it into knowledge, and advancing the state of computing so that knowledge is easier to access, no matter who or where you are. Sundar detailed how Google has been helping to deliver accurate information during the pandemic, and how its tech is currently being used in Ukraine to deliver air raid alerts, and in Poland to help those who have fled Ukraine translate information into their native language. Which was a good segue into how Google is trying to improve their translation technology. Real-time translation is a testament to how knowledge and computing come together to make people's lives better. More people are using Google Translate than ever before, but we still have work to do to make it universally accessible. Google says there's a number of languages that aren't yet available online because of the significant challenges with translating them. Part of the problem is that for some languages, there aren't enough bilingual translations that can provide enough data for Google's algorithm to be confident in a translation. To solve for this, Google has been training a machine learning algorithm that doesn't require bilingual translations. So with advances in machine learning, we have developed a monolingual approach where the model learns to translate a new language without ever seeing a direct translation of it. By collaborating with native speakers and institutions, we found these translations were of sufficient quality to be useful. Today, I'm excited to announce that we are adding 24 new languages to Google Translate. Moving on to maps, and Google has been focused on expanding its building mapping technology in areas that have previously been difficult to reach. This is the data that makes Google Maps useful. It tells you where to go to the post office or the bank, or where the supermarket is. Rather than relying on on-the-ground imagery, Google is using satellites and computer vision to build a map of a location, and says it has increased the number of buildings located in Africa by five times to 300 million, and that 20% of buildings globally are detected using these new models. We're also bringing new capabilities into maps. Using advances in 3D mapping and machine learning, we're fusing billions of aerial and street-level images to create a new high-fidelity representation of a place. These breakthrough technologies are coming together to power a new experience in maps called Immersive View. Google's new Immersive View 
fuses together all the data that Google has on a city and creates a high-resolution 3D version. While Maps already has a bit of a 3D view when you zoom in, we're talking about a high-resolution version that includes real-time data such as traffic, so it can completely change the Maps experience. Other features being rolled out include the expansion of eco-friendly routes to Europe that will tell you the most efficient way to get to your destination. Google is also including this feature into their flight service so you can pick a flight that is more eco-friendly. These eco-friendly features in maps and flights are part of our goal to empower 1 billion people to make more sustainable choices through our products. And we are excited about the progress here. Google also outlined improvements to the indexing and captioning of videos on YouTube, the auto summary of text in a Google Doc, and the use of AI to improve Google Meet. Prabhaka Raghavan, Google's senior vice president, who runs most of the business, outlined improvements to the core search product, including Google's multi-search technology which uses different types of search to come up with a result that is hopefully closer to what you were looking for. So, let's say I spot a tasty looking dish online. I don't know what's in it or what it's called, but it's making me hungry. With this new capability, I can quickly identify that it's japchae, a Korean dish, find nearby restaurants that serve it and enjoy it in no time. While on the surface it sounds like this is a fairly simple improvement to Google search, underneath it is incredibly complex. Google's multimodal understanding recognizes the visual intricacies of the dish and combines it with, my, with, un, with an understanding of my intent, that I'm looking for local restaurants that serve japchae. It then scans millions of images and reviews posted on web pages from, and from our active community of Maps contributors to find results about nearby spots. Multi-search near me will be available globally later this year in English and will come to more languages over time. Voice assistants like Google Home are becoming commonplace and Google is making improvements to how search functions work. One major announcement was the removal of the requirement to say, hey Google, before every search. I use my voice assistant every day for tasks like switching the lights on and off. And Google is hoping to streamline this process. So if you have a Nest Hub Max, you'll soon be able to look at the device and just ask a question. Sissy Xiao, the vice president of Google Assistant, outlined what was going on behind the scenes. The ability to distinguish intentional eye contact from a passing glance requires six machine learning models that are processing over 100 signals, like proximity, head orientation, and gaze direction to evaluate the user's intent all in real time. There were a bunch of other improvements to voice and search that we don't really have time to go into, but I'll drop a link to the IO keynote in the episode description. And coming up after the break, we'll dive into the new hardware that Google is launching. Thanks for listening to The Defrag. Our goal with the show is to build a self-sustaining news brand that dives into and explores the intersection of technology, business, politics, and science. 
For the defrag to be a true success, we really need your support. We don't want to be reliant on just having to find advertisers, but we do want the core of our content to remain free. Which is why at our website, thedefrag.com, you can support the show by becoming a member of our free newsletter, or you can become a paid supporter. There are membership plans ranging from just $9 a month up to $50 a month, depending on how you want to support the show. And for your support, you'll get a range of different perks, including an ad-free version of the podcast, access to exclusive VIP events and live streams, and we'll send everyone that signs up a sticker pack. You can find out more at our website, thedefrag.com. I.O. is Google's annual developer conference, so most of the announcements made were on the software side. And while they might be fairly technical, they are quite important. In addition to everything we've already mentioned, Google officially announced Android 13, the latest version of its mobile operating system. The Android 13 announcement focused on a couple of key areas. First, privacy and security and also the personalization of experiences. All your app icons can now incorporate your color theme. And there's a new media control that tailors its look to the music you're listening to. I love how the progress bar grooves to the beat. It's super cool. You can even personalize your experience by setting a different language per app. So if you're multilingual, you can use your social media app in one language and your banking app in another. And of course, Android 13 comes jam-packed with dozens of new security and privacy features. Samir Samat, who runs the Android team, highlighted privacy features specifically around messaging. Google has embraced the RCS format, which offers encryption for messaging and other features like read receipts, which have been familiar to anyone that uses iMessage. Apple, however, have resisted adopting the RCS format, and Samir couldn't miss the opportunity to take a jab at Apple. We hope every mobile operating system gets the message and upgrades to RCS. So your messages are private, no matter what device you're using. Now with all the software updates wrapped up, Google found some time to focus on hardware. So let's start with the Google Pixel. Google introduced the Pixel 6a, a budget Android phone that carries the same design as the Pixel 6, uses the same sensor, has a recycled aluminium frame, has 5G connectivity, and an under-display fingerprint sensor. And it all comes in at just 449 US dollars. It's the best smartphone we've ever offered for this price. Google also previewed the new Pixel 7 and Pixel 7 Pro, which will be released later in the year. The Pixel 7 Pro will have a triple camera system and both phones will include a new version of the Tensor SoC and run on Android 13. Also previewed were the Pixel Buds Pro, which will feature active noise cancellation and be available for purchase from late July. There's also the new Google Pixel Watch. Pixel Watch has a bold circular dome design, a tactile crown, 
and beautiful recycled stainless steel with customizable bands that seamlessly attach. The watch will integrate with other Pixel devices and carries a circular design, Fitbit integration and come with Google Assistant, Maps and Wallet built in, which signals Google's plans for an Apple-esque ecosystem of devices. Building on our ambient computing vision and our end-to-end Google tech stack, we're able to extend what Pixel devices can do for you now and in the future to be even more helpful. People often talk about Apple's ecosystem. It's hard to leave Apple's products because they just work so well together. And now Google is trying to get in on that action. They want their devices to integrate seamlessly as well. And in that spirit, the final announcement of the day was that Google was developing a tablet that will launch in 2023. It's quite unusual to announce a product so far in advance but it's happening in other sectors, like in the vehicle space. So why shouldn't Google consider telling us what they've got in the pipeline? Now, normally we wouldn't announce a new product a year before it's ready, but there's so much amazing energy around tablets in the developer community that we wanted to bring you all into the loop. So here's a first ever look at our new Pixel tablet. Also making news today, Elon Musk may be set for another clash with the SEC, according to a report from the Wall Street Journal. The Securities and Exchange Commission is investigating Musk and his late disclosure of his Twitter stake. The delay allegedly allowed Musk to buy his stake at a discount because he hadn't informed other shareholders of his ownership plans. Investors are required to submit a public form to the SEC within 10 days when they purchase more than 5% of a company's stock. By delaying the disclosure, Musk may have saved more than $143 million. At this stage, the SEC and Elon have not commented on the investigation. Facebook's parent company Meta has told its staff to prepare for cutbacks in its hardware division. According to Reuters, Meta's Reality Labs division is expected to see changes within a week. Chief Technology Officer Andrew Bosworth told workers that the division can't afford to continue some projects while others will be postponed. Details were not provided on which projects would be affected, but a Meta spokesperson told Reuters that layoffs were not planned as part of the changes. Last month, Meta told its investors that the company would scale back its costs for 2022 due to a drop in Facebook users that caused its stock price to fall. Reality Labs was spun out of Meta's Oculus VR business and the division is said to be working on a mixed reality headset. And finally today, Disney has seen an increase of 7.9 million subscribers to its Disney Plus streaming service in just the first three months of this year. Announced in Disney's Q2 earnings report on Wednesday, the latest growth brings the total subscribers to 87.6 million worldwide. Disney still trails Netflix, which has more than 220 million subscribers globally. However, Netflix reported a loss of 200,000 subscribers last quarter, its first loss in over a decade.
The Defrag is a production of Lawson Media. The show today was hosted by me, Christopher Lawson, and produced by James Parkinson. You can find us over on social media. Just search for The Defrag on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes, head across to our website, thedefrag.com. That's all the news we've got for this week. We'll be back with more news on Tuesday.